Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you all for listening today. My name is Dan Rhoda, and with me today, I have Sister Tres Marie and Sister Magdalena of the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus. Uh, thank you for joining me today, sisters. How are you doing today? We're doing well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Father Eli is out of town um, for the next two weeks, actually. So we're going to have some handmaids on this week and next week. So uh, I, th- I think everyone's super excited. They're always great episodes when the, the handmaids are with us. <laughs> so you have, yeah, yeah, a, l- a lot of expectations for you two. Right. <laughs> um, well, as we jump into this episode, um, Sister, would you open us in a prayer? Yes. Name the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, your Son. Thank you for this gift of the Lenten season, how you're preparing our hearts for Easter to live the fullness of life that you have called each one of us to as your sons and daughters. And we ask your Holy Spirit to be upon all those who are listening now and particular way, all those who are suffering in any way that they may experience the Lord's closeness to them. And Mother Mary, we ask for your intercession as well, that you will show yourself a tender and loving mother to each one of us. Amen. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister. Um, well, Sister Tris Maria, you've been on the podcast a couple times before, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but Sister Magdalena, this is your first time. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous, but I'm excited. I just imagine all of these beloved parishioners listening. I get really excited to share with you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here with us. You're welcome. Um, And sisters, I'm trying to think. We're uh, we're entering the second week of Lent. Wow. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. This is the the second week of second week of Lent. Um, How is Lent going? Um, I've been experiencing a lot of graces this Lent. A lot of people, well, like, at least from my experience, the weeks before Lent are actually the hardest ones mm. because you're like, oh no, Lent's coming. I'm going to have to sacrifice things or change or whatever. Like, And then Lent happens, you just begin it, and oh, I actually really enjoy Lent. Like, There's a lot of goodness, and there's actually more graces that I can see through the Lenten sacred time of the season of Lent. And so it's actually a really beautiful time to draw closer to the Lord and to see how he's working in a, in a lot of other parishioners of ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to add. I think she did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Another really cool thing um, that I've been really struck by, too, is, is the opportunities that we have at our parishes to um, get together, especially in this time of coronavirus. We don't see each other that often, but mm-hmm. during Lent, there are some more extra special opportunities to get together, such as the Stations of the Cross um, or our Sunday night holy hours that mm-hmm. um, we've been able to share a little bit even of handmade life with our parishioners. We've been chanting the Liturgy of the Hours um, evening prayer together on Sunday nights. Um, so that's been a, a huge gift for me also. Yeah, I was I was actually kind of thinking about uh, last. It was like last year. I mean, right around this time, that uh, everything kind of shut down, or mm-hmm. like originally, and we kind of lost the second half of Lent, like just as a parish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for like myself personally, like a lot of the other like Lenten things that I was doing kind of like fell off, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just because it was I don't know we were so like 
out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, the soup supper competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, we, we were doing the soup supper and we were doing Monday missions and we had adoration, stations at the cross, and like all this stuff. And it all kind of just stopped. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to be doing things again as, you know, as a parish mm-hmm. and in ways that we can, you know? So uh, that was, yeah, that, that was kind of an interesting thought I had a couple, like, like a week ago, just, just, oh, that we're kind of where we started a <laughs> little bit right. or, or where we ended. Maybe we're starting, we're, we're starting off where we ended up. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, t- uh, uh, today I want to talk uh, about, about Lent in general, um, but then just some other things, you know, going on and, um, yeah, m- maybe give just some insights into, um, how the handmaids do Lent. You know, um, so maybe to start us off, uh, do that. Is there anything like special that handmaids do during Lent? Like, like, like I was just thinking, like, do you guys have like an order, like fast or something specific that like all handmaids do together? Or is it kind of more personalized, I guess? So. Yeah, so we do fast as the church asks us to fast, which I really appreciate of Fridays, we don't have meat, you know, and to even be united with everyone in the universal church, if that's what we're doing, is really powerful because it helps to hold me accountable and living in community helps that too, but it also offers that support for each other, right? And it also helps me remember too of I can actually have an intention of who I want to offer this for, you know, because I sometimes find um, the one day that you can't have meat, you know, you go outside and you just smell bacon and you're just like, Lord, really? You know, the one time I can't have it and then you just want it even more. And so maybe there's other people experience, I don't know, but I find that then the intention behind it and also knowing that my brothers and sisters in the church and you all as parishioners are doing that together helps build up the body of Christ to make that even better. And then the why to have like, why am I doing this? Well, I'm doing it because I want to love God more and I want to take some of these things away intentionally so as to create a space for God to enter in even more deeply and convert me even deeper. Mm. That's a little bit about our fasting. And another Lenten practice as a community that we do is we just take sacred time um, to be with the Lord. And so uh, there might be one evening a week that we actually don't go out and be with people. Mm -hmm. We actually just stay in and spend extra time in prayer and silence and reflect on whatever the Lord invites us into in that evening. So we have like a little sacred space um, that we take as a community together to have more silence in our, our Lent, even though sometimes it does get busier, actually. So we have to have that that protection for for quiet time with the Lord. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I think it's it's good... Um, it's just just a practice to be like actually yeah i want to because i i'm trying to get my thoughts together but it's it's easy just in lent to be like i'm gonna stop doing this or i'm mm-hmm. gonna give up this but i think it's it's almost harder um but yet more productive to like add things to like i'm gonna add mm-hmm. this per time and i'm gonna actually add this time um that i want to like give to the lord um and to, to a certain way just like fasting from like <laughs> our own time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a discipline. Yeah, yeah. I do appreciate the extra silence that we have in our life. I mean, we already have some silence in our life, but I know 
Silence, I was talking with parishioners about this, can be a really scary thing, you know, depending on what your upbringing is of what silence was like. If maybe it was cold silence, you know, sometimes people feel like they have the cold shoulder, they don't talk to people. But also I think our world is so much of trying to give you something or keep you entertained all the time. So the silence, I appreciate so much of, it's not a silence um, to be afraid of, but what I've been talking with the parishioners about that they've experienced in their prayer time too is how the silence allows God to speak, right? The Psalms talk about this and the silence God speaks. So I have appreciated that so much because it allows my heart to then receive what the Lord wants to give me, which is always drawing closer to me. You know, he's always wanting to draw closer and draw me into depth of his love. So we've been talking, like I said, with some of the prisoners and they've just been encountering this of in the silence. Oh my gosh, God does speak to me and he meets me right where I'm at. So too, for us as sisters, I mean, we're not different in that regard is we need Jesus to tell us every day that he loves us and we need Everyone needs that. And so the silence allows that when I put my distractions away, especially the phone is a huge distraction, right? Um, Or just the noise of it of, I remember for me, even before I was a handmaid, I was talking with the priest about what I should do for Lent. And he said, what about if you just, whenever you get in the car and drive, you just have silence. Don't turn anything on. And to me, I thought that was a completely crazy idea at first. It's like, you want me to do what? Even if it's good things I'm listening to, you know, I was listening to some praise and worship music, or if I'm listening to a talk, whatever that was, but just to have that silence there. And the silence allowed me to even just calm myself and say, okay, what are my thoughts and feelings and desires right now? And just start to have a conversation with the Lord. So that was something I started even before I was a handmaid that I found to be so good and practical and simple for people to do. So maybe this might be usurping your next question, Dan, but they're my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that, it, I mean, that's so great. So I mean, silence, kind of what you're saying is like un- un- unheard of in today's mm-hmm. age, just like everything is meant to entertain us and give us sound and to distract us. And yeah, that made me think about, I, uh, when I was in focus, we had like a team fast that we did every week. And, um, one was we couldn't listen to music in the car or something like that. Mm. Like, but we could still listen to like podcasts or stuff, something like that. Um, which was fine for everyone else, but because they lived like pretty close to like the office, mm. like the focus headquarters in Colorado. But I w- was living with my aunt and uncle at the time and they were living like an hour away. And so like one way. And so I was like, I need to be like, I can't listen to music and I'm in the car for two hours a day, like during this, this certain time. And so for the first like couple days of the week, I would listen to podcasts, but then I just got like information out and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm just not listening to anything. And it was like in those days of like just silence in the car for like two hours at a time mm-hmm. um or two hours a day that mm-hmm. like it was so powerful i mean just something like as little as that and i was mm-hmm. i mean i was so like frustrated with it too you know i was mm-hmm. just like i was like this is terrible like and, and, and it was because it's like i don't know it I feel like when we don't have sound or we don't have that distraction we actually actually have to like deal with ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> you enter into reality even more so yeah I really love Pope Benedict's quote that the world offers you comfort, like especially like music or food and all these things. Like the world is offering you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. And and in, in Lent, it's actually this invitation for greatness and to be with the Lord in that. We're not just doing things for the sake of doing them. We're actually entering into 
emptying of ourselves of the noise or even the food, like if we have simpler meals, like that's actually giving us the opportunity for the Lord to be a part of our lives in a deeper way that that, we, that might be very surprising to us, actually. Mm-hmm. Like you were surprised about mm-hmm. the gift that it actually was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a really good idea also because I feel like there's kind of this thought around Lent that it's like it's supposed to like hurt or yeah. it's supposed to be like we can't we can't have fun no joy it's just pain <laughs> and suffering and we have to deal with it um when it's kind of the opposite that it's more of simplifying our lives but like finding joy mm-hmm. in the simplicity mm-hmm. right yeah another uh this is a little tangent but a thing that has been bringing me so much joy in these weeks has been walking with those people in our parishes that are desiring to be initiated into the Catholic Church. So they've been taking classes since this fall, the Introduction to Catholicism class or the RCIA class, and they have been growing in their faith, and some of them started coming to classes not really knowing if they wanted to become Catholic or they just wanted to learn about the faith. And now is the time, that's a specific time in Lent, is a, a more intense preparation time for them to prepare themselves to receive the sacraments um, at the Easter Vigil. So that's coming up actually really close. And so they're learning more about the sacraments, um, what the Eucharist is, and just this desire for receiving the Eucharist is so much more tangible to them that it's just been a huge privilege to walk with them. Um, And in our our particular parishes of of St. Lawrence and Holy Family, we have uh, six people that are going to be entering the church this Easter Vigil, and one in particular will will be baptized and so it's such an exciting time that we have so many people mm-hmm. that they recognize like, okay, there's so much darkness in the world, but they recognize that that the church is bringing so much beautiful light to their lives. And you can just see it in, in their faces when they come to class. They're just so desirous of learning more about the faith. And they desire to spend time with Jesus at mass and adoration even. Um, so um, this is also a special time for preparation for them. And so I invite anyone to be praying for them in these weeks also as they prepare to receive the sacraments. I know too that it's been a joy for us to be in these nights on Tuesday nights here at Holy Family and to have even parishioners who want to learn more about the faith coming to them. And that's been beautiful because I think especially for people who are looking to come into the church, something that's really important for them and for the church as a whole is that they're actually Yes, they are coming to receive the sacraments, and they're also coming to become part of the body of Christ, to become more part of the body of Christ. So they're just coming for confirmation, not just, but coming for confirmation. And so it's really important, too, that they recognize they're coming into the church as a community. So to have parishioners who are also wanting to learn more, these people who are coming into the church are experiencing the church as community. So it's also an invitation to say, for those of you who are listening, if you haven't come yet to a Tuesday night evening, Holy Family at 6.30, please feel free to still come. There's nothing that says like, oh, well, we already started and I'm too late. There's not a too late here at all, that you are still so welcome. And even when Sister and I talk about class, it's sometimes you can think, oh, class, it's like, well, there are tests or I have to answer these questions. Like, no, it's none of that. It's just... Father Eli, Father Rich, the sisters were sharing about what the church teaches and why. And then it's also an opportunity for people to ask us questions too that they have. And so those who are already Catholic that have been coming have been so grateful because we're always, always, always learning more about our faith, no matter if 
we're still sisters or no matter how old or how young we are. So it's been a great place for people to come and receive. Even when we talk about Lent, like it can be a great place to say, okay, I want to receive more. So this can be a place to be there and do that. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's crazy how many people go to something like this, like when they're already Catholic, they've been Catholic for years, you know, and for like 30 years, and they're just like, I didn't know this, or yeah. X or Y, or, and, um, and you know, I think you, you see it many times that there's people who, like converts, uh, like sometimes know so much more mm-hmm. than people who have grown up Catholic their whole life because of um, just whether they just forgot or when they learned it, they were young and they didn't care or whatever it was like they can just, um, there's so much, there's so much to our faith that people can just, yeah. Yeah. They they just almost sometimes just don't know. Right. And it's not something to be afraid of. It's actually like, okay, I don't have to know everything. I'm not expected to, but I do want to learn more and grow more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are, are, are either of you doing anything like for Lent, like you have like a Lent, like a Lenten book or a certain, like Lenten thing that you're like going through to try to like either learn more or like go deeper? I, I, well, yeah, like every Lent I, I, I pray, what do you want me to do, Lord? <laughs> How can I grow closer to you? So it's different every Lent for, for most of us, I think, because we're at different places in our lives. And so this Lent, I know I don't like to read that often on my own. And so I'm, I am reading a book on the virtues by Gardini, the virtues, I don't even know the whole title of it, but <laughs> um, the virtues that lead you closer to God, I think is probably there. Great. Thanks, sister. Um, so th- like, so there's a little snippet of a virtue that I can read in even a 10 minute sitting and then just reflect on that and to see if the Lord, you know, wants to open my heart to see how I can be growing in that virtue or, or whatever. But it's not like a how to fix me book. It's just like a, a reflective type of book. Um, that's been helpful. Um, I'm also reading another book about a saint, St. Joan of Arc, that has been very inspirational to me um, and just to seeing her courage and her purity. And so um, that's a particular saint that um, I desire to get to know more. And so I'm reading that also. I'm also doing some reading. Um, two, one, I just finished this book by Elizabeth Kelly. She's actually lives in St. Paul. She's a dear friend. And she has a new book called Heaven is in You and You in Heaven. And my experience reading this book is it's just, I keep telling the sisters, it's just like a soothing balm on my heart. It's so beautiful to read. And so she's teaching, but she's also interweaving stories and things of her personal life in there. And it's really helping to give the eternal perspective, you know, is that we are made for heaven. And so how do we live now in preparation and really in the now of eternity? And that's been so beautiful for me, both obviously in walking with families as we do and parishioners as after they've lost a loved one, but really helping to keep that eternal perspective when the world doesn't offer that, right? The world offers what's here and now is the, is the best and the only. And so this book has been a real accessible language way for me. Um, so I just finished reading, rereading the last chapter cause I enjoyed it so much. But then I also picked up because of someone who was an RCIA, uh, Matt LaFontaine a couple years ago, he read the catechism through he went fishing for like a week and a half and just read the whole thing. Now, I would say that was extraordinary, Matt, and bravo to you. I am very proud of you, which you know, but most people can't do that, right? But he did inspire me, so I did start reading the catechism with intentionality during Lent of 
just these small paragraphs. It doesn't have to be a lot for me. It's gonna be really slow, but to really chew on that and learn more about our faith in a real intentional way. Um, even for me, it's been like, okay, I want to learn more, you know, and be able to have these conversations, these faith conversations on a deeper level too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And one more thing that I will share, our community life, we have breakfast together in the mornings and we also um, enter into a different part of our life where we listen to something that is more formative for us during Lent. Like all handmaids will like listen to an audio talk of some sort. And so this Lent, we get to um, listen to Father Mike's podcast on the Bible. So he's reading us the Bible every morning. So we're taking that in together. And then we have a little conversation at the end of our breakfast to be like, oh, I really like this part or different things. So we actually have um, a beautiful opportunity of growing together and sharing just different insights on something, you know, like simple as like the Bible being read to us every morning. And I know a lot of our parishioners have been really excited about that podcast too. So it's been a gift to be united with them in that also. Yeah. So we would love to talk to people. I know there's a lot of people in the parish doing Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And we'd love to talk to people. What do you think about that? Or what struck you about that? Have those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I'm not doing the Bible in, in, in a year. And I, like right away, I was like, no, I'm already doing like these things. I don't have to do it now. Like I'm getting like FOMO, like fear of missing out. <laughs> yep. So like everyone else is doing it, but I'm not doing it. Well, we're really behind, Dan. If it's any consolation, <laughs> we're like on day eight since, you know, we started in Lent. So yeah. And we don't really it's plan. not too late. Yeah, we probably won't do the whole year sure. thing either, but yeah. just, you know, what we can do. Yeah, and uh, I think, you know, they're kind of a tangent too but like that's what a great thing about just like that platform is you can just do whatever you want you know Mm -hmm. you don't i mean obviously it's great to do the whole thing but um yeah i think there's so many things out there and like Mm -hmm. we're almost in like the age of resources like there's so many resources there's so many things to do it's it could be easy to get like information overload or like resource overload Mm -hmm. or Um, to think like oh i'm gonna do all these things yeah these five things and then halfway through i just can't do them all and you feel like a failure and you don't do any Mm -hmm. of them so it's a lot easier to be simple and small i'm just do one choose that and stick with it Mm -hmm. yeah um well here here is a question that i have for you too um what is maybe the hardest thing you've ever like given up during lent Is, is there anything that you're trying to think about like um oh this one year i gave up x and it was extremely difficult or, um, yeah, a- a- anything like that. I know there's an example, like for me, one year I gave up music mm-hmm. and I think it was like my senior year of college and that was a very difficult mm-hmm. year because yeah, mm-hmm. you know, get into my car and there's the first thing and I still do it now. I should probably do it. I should probably do it right now, but <laughs> just let's pull, pull my phone, you know, plug my phone in and find something to like be noisy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was an extremely hard time but yeah is there is there, is there anything for you that, that, that you're just like whether like whatever point you're at in your life that you're just like this like i really needed this and it like but it like hurt a lot or something like that mr tresmer and I both we're both like I actually have, going uh, what, what is that i have an extreme example so i don't know if i want to share it really <laughs> <laughs> this was years ago like when i was a lot younger <laughs> but i guess well one of my well, one year I gave up, like, or there were like three things that I was doing for this particular Lent, and I was just so gung ho. I was just like, you know, young, and you're like, I'm gonna just kind of like what you said. I'm just gonna, you know, stretch myself for the Lord, 
And so I gave I gave up chocolate, which is like a normal thing for everybody around the college years. It's just like de facto. But but this one, I actually gave it up for an intention of like I wanted my friend to encounter the Lord in a deeper way. And so I, every time I wanted a piece of chocolate, I actually thought about the friend and I prayed. So it actually did bring me closer to the Lord. It wasn't just for, you know, giving up chocolate. And um, for that same friend... When she would struggle, I actually gave up sleeping on my bed, and I, I just slept on a sleeping bag on, on my floor. Um, and so that was a beautiful gift because sometimes she would actually have to crash at my apartment, and um, she started sleeping on the floor too for her intentions for her for her friends, and she had no idea that I would do that for her in my own room. Like, And so there's this beautiful gift of like seeing the Lord working in that and like creating this desire to be like, I just want her to know you so much more, Lord. And she's actually wanting so many other people to get to know him now too. So it was just this beautiful like experience of seeing like the fruits of, of the offering you could say. Um, so I, yeah, like, so that was a special Lent where I actually had the grace to do some of those harder things, but I wouldn't recommend that to do that all the time. There's this a very small season of, of life that I actually saw how the Lord invited me to that. And I mean, it was hard, but but he gave me the grace to actually do it that, that Lent. Um, and like I said, it wasn't like every night that I'd sleep on the floor either. It was like certain times when she was extremely struggling. And then I got to see like um, that I felt like it was an offering that was a really beautiful experience. Thanks, sister. Yeah, that was a great story. Uh, honestly, I don't remember something specific of what was really hard. I just remember the Lents in general that were harder for me, I think, is when I didn't share with someone else or we weren't doing something like together does that make sense so i was more alone like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do my own thing and inevitably i would fail at that or fall you know and i remember those lengths just being harder i think because i didn't have um whatever that community is around you or i didn't tell my friends or we weren't doing something together to really build each other up in that and walk together in that. That's what made it really hard for me is more when you were alone, I was alone doing something and you know, the church is doing something, but in the particulars, um, so that's your family or friends. I found it. I need to be with other people and do this. Cause I'm actually not meant to do it alone. Yeah. I, I think just having like that accountability yeah. is helpful for some people. And then also, um, kind of like what you were saying, sister, like if, if you can have like a reason behind just like, Oh, I'm supposed to give something up. Mm-hmm. Like that's turns out that's not a great mot- motivation <laughs> tactic, right? <laughs> Doesn't last long. <laughs> no, about three days. <laughs> um, but, but to be able to have like, Hey, I'm going to like offer this up for this person. Uh, I think that totally changes the dynamic and, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, cause it like, it's not, the point isn't that like, oh, it's hard and we can just like, you know, white knuckle it and like grit our way through it. Like the, that's not the point. Um, uh, but the point is to actually grow closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And right. it opens our, our hearts up for more graces for him to pour out Yeah, in whatever the ways that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever, I, I'm kind of having the, the this experience like this Lent of like I go in with the plan and then like, a little, like a week into it, I'm just like, you know what? I think actually the Lord has called me to something else. And like what, what, whether like what I thought was gonna like help me actually isn't or that, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it's just like, you know what? I actually don't think this is what I'm, what I'm either supposed to be doing or like maybe I like picked this for the wrong reason or something like that. 
I've definitely had that experience of mm, me too. My plan versus the Lord's plan. Mm-hmm. And it becomes really obvious for me. I want to strive for this fill in the blank. And then the Lord's like, actually, no, this is what I want to help you grow in. And lots of times for me, it's like, uh, it's just, it's just baby steps, you know? And I think mm-hmm. sometimes we feel like we should do something great or grand or huge when for the majority of us, the Lord's going to make us holy and make us saints and sanctify us really slowly through baby steps, right? So I've definitely encountered those. I'm like, okay, scale back. The Lord isn't actually acting all this. And if I do all this, it's more because I want to, it's almost out of like a pride. Like, oh, I look yeah. at me, I can do all this, you know, mm-hmm. which okay. is then the accountability really helps because your friends actually want to, your family actually wants to help you in that. Right. And and I love it when the day-to-day happens. Yeah, you might have those basic things kind of like as a foundation, but then there's something that the Lord will just present to you in, in like the moments. And so I just, I love like every day of Lent, there's always those opportunities in the smallest things of like smiling at the person that you're just really annoyed with right now, or I don't know, like not putting, I don't know, like salt on your breakfast, whatever, because of like, you're just like, oh, I actually, I cling to the salt more than I thought that I did. And so I don't need it actually. Like these little tiny little things that we can do um, are, are actually just, they, they happen every day. And so I love Lent because it gives us that time of like that space for like, am I aware of those opportunities that the Lord invites us mm-hmm. to? I don't have to have this game plan of, I'm just not going to use salt all Lent. You could just be like, oh, today I feel like, wow, like I'm going to offer this little moment up. And, and those little moments are actually, um, those are like those great things actually mm-hmm. that we're called to do. Amen. Like Mother Teresa says. <laughs> yeah, um, a couple months ago, I gave, I, I did something where like each day of the week, I had like a different thing that I was tr- going to either like, like one day would be like, okay, today I'm taking cold showers and then this day I'm giving up coffee or something like that. And it was crazy that it was like the one day that like I had to give up coffee was like the one day I was like, I need coffee mm-hmm. today. <laughs> mm-hmm. or, yep. or like every other day it's like, it was just like the one day I was like, no, there's, I like, I can't take a cold shower today or right. just whatever. Yeah. And it was just like, what a, it just shows like, that there's yeah. a battle and it's real and yeah. there is spiritual warfare going on all the time. We're just becoming more aware of it in mm-hmm. this time. Um, I don't know about you all, but I, I was just thinking about this of, as we give up things, I recognized both this Lent and I think a couple Lents ago for me of, I start to, as things are distractions or, or this food, you know, whatever it is, is I'm not thinking about it. I don't have it. I've started to notice, maybe let's go back to what you said, Sister Tresemary, earlier of connections between, for example, the gospel for the day and something that happened in my daily life. And so it's helped me become aware of these opportunities. Like you said, Sister Tresemary, of, oh, because I'm not thinking about um, the next meal or, you know, what I would normally do or having this silence, it's actually helped me to recognize in my daily life, oh, I actually see how this gospel is applying to this situation right now, you know, or reading the Psalms, like at Stations of the Cross or Sunday evening holy hours of the Psalms because there's this beautiful poetry and speaking all of the emotions of the human heart, start to recognize, oh yeah, I'm feeling this way or I can offer it for this person. So it has become a neat way of growing in the awareness of how God's acting in my daily life because, which I think is part of what, I mean, this is what Lent is supposed to help us do is making us more aware of 
God is acting in my daily life and drawing me closer. And these connections then, because the distractions are away, become more evident to me in my spiritual life, which is the point, right? I don't know if you all have had these, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, it, it, I think it, it's always great when we can take things that we experience like in Lent and actually like apply them. Cause I can't, I can't like count how many times I've done something like I'm going to continue to do this when Lent is over and then Lent's over and it's like, I never do it again. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. So, but to be able to like have the kind of experiences that were like, actually I, I don't like, I, 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 maybe I gave this up like <laughs> with like a hard heart <laughs> or like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do this, but now like, I I want to because that just like simplicity or whatever it is like helps us actually encounter the Lord mm-hmm. in a way that like we haven't like with whatever was kind of the obstacle, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think that kind of leads into this um, question. It can be like the last one because we've gone for like a half an hour. Um, but what do you think are maybe some obstacles that actually like get in the way um, for us like during Lent because like I, I know sister, like sister you mentioned you kind of pride a little bit and like mm-hmm. doing it for the wrong reasons maybe mm-hmm. um, or doing like something overcomplicated or something but wh- yeah what do you think maybe are like some other like obstacles or like kind of traps that we can like fall into over Lent that actually don't help us grow um, and inhabit that like inhibit that grow- that growth I think one obstacle, and I'm going to speak, I know particularly women, we struggle with this, of comparing. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the comment, we love, we love quoting this quote of compare leads to despair, which is, is really true because you could have you know a normal day in Lent and you're excited for whatever the day will bring and then all of a sudden you see somebody else doing something and you're like, oh, they must be doing this for Lent. I should be doing that mm-hmm. for Lent. Or... <laughs> You start asking people, what are you doing for Lent? And then you get, you get like these doubts of yourself. And, mm-hmm. and then like so many things can take over your, your thoughts and, and even your motivations to be like, oh, like what, maybe I didn't pray well enough to discern what mm-hmm. I should do this Lent. Like slow little thoughts will come into our minds when we start comparing ourselves to one another. And we don't even know the whole story, like to be honest. Sometimes I think, oh, I know, I know the story of somebody of all well, like, they're, they're being like really strict with each other right now or, or, oh, that person is doing something that's super easy right now that they should be giving up. Like, but then at the end of the day, it's like, I actually have to step back and say, I don't know, maybe they're not even giving that up for Lent and it's not what, what the Lord's inviting them to do. Or other people, they're, they, they just have the grace to do certain things that I don't have the grace to do. And so um, it's, it's beautiful just to take a step back and be like, okay, what, what type of thoughts are going on in my mind and where did they come from? Are they coming from a spirit of competitiveness or just or or comparing? Um, and then is that leading me in on the road of doubt? And just then at the end of the day, then you're you're not even motivated to do anything, and you're just like forgetful of why you're even doing it in the first place. And the Lord never wants us to to have like an accusing um, like He's not an accuser. He actually is very much an, of an encourager. Like so, how can I hear the Lord's voice in those moments? Um, and so in in those moments of like tiredness or whatever that your Lent involves, can I be 
um, asking for the grace of just not not worrying about what other people are doing even and just like do what the Lord is asking of it of me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that one's a huge one for women. Um, I also think sometimes that I guess I'm thinking of something in particular. I was talking with this wonderful parishioner just last week and she was talking about how she's realizing like the TV is so much noise in life. And even that encouragement, if, if no one else around you is doing it, but you're recognizing something of maybe a obstacle to not be afraid to, to do that. You know, so I think sometimes that comparison can also be, well, no one else is doing this. So why do I have to? Um, or I feel like maybe the Lord's inviting me to this, but is it crazy? Or, you know, in the terms of like turning off your TV, um, or there can be this fear of, I'm not going to get the news or how am I going to stay connected, right, with everyone? Well, really, the person you need to be connected with is God, <laughs> first mm-hmm. and foremost, and he's going to help you. So sometimes I do think that's also the comparison is, well, why do I need to do this if no one else is doing it? Um, so I think that can be a deterrent. I also think the other big thing is if and when we fail or we fail to do it that day or we fall, I think the next day can be the hardest day, you know, the day that. I don't pray the next day. It can be so easy to hear the voice of the accuser saying, why are you trying today? Because you didn't do it yesterday. Just give it up. And that can be something I think that's really true for people during Lent is I fall. And so why do we keep trying? And so to have I think, the courage and the humility to say, I did, but I'm going to do it anew today. And to really lean into that every day God's mercies are new and that confession is completely available to each one of us. So I know for me too, that's been in, in past lengths of, okay, well, I just stop doing this. And it can be a slippery slope of, well, I just don't keep doing it anymore. And really then having that awareness to say, nope, I failed yesterday. I'm going to do it today. Or if I failed two days in a row, I still can do it anew today. Yeah, that's, that's great. I, I, I think both of those are really good. Um, thoughts for us to have and I know like when you said like our like competitiveness like I know that like for me mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'll do that where it's like oh like uh like even when you were telling the story of like um like sleeping on the floor um sometimes like oh that's intense I like that like I should do that because <laughs> I also want to be intense or, you right, know, right. You know? it's right. super easy to like do we that. could just like do stuff <laughs> like that um and then, and then it was like, you're not doing, even doing it for the right, right reason mm-hmm. at that point, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, why isn't this fruitful? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's so easy to like fall into a lot of those traps. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it's just that, that simplicity and, um, and having, yeah, having like, like a reason and being like kind, kind of convicted by that. I was just kind of thinking like, what would like St. Therese give up for Lent? It'd probably be something this like, um, like where most people would be like, oh, that's like nothing or like that's really like soft or something like that. But mm-hmm. for her, that would be like, I could just imagine like something mm-hmm. like that where it was like extremely powerful for her because she just did it with a lot of love. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do love what Sister Madalena talked about too with confession. Um, I really love 
the fact that Lent also gives us an extra space for the conversion of our hearts and how there's extra graces poured out on us in this time to realize, wow, we actually are in our, like our humanness. We have this need for repentance. Um, it's beautiful to see so many people going to Ash Wednesday masses and there's just this, there's something deep within the human heart that knows we, we need to say that I'm sorry, God. Mm-hmm. And the hardest part is to know how to do that or to have the humility to go walk through those confessional doors. And so um, I would just want to encourage people also, there are, you know, an overload of resources out there, as we talked about. <laughs> but even in our parish website, there's Father Eli has two beautiful, simple videos on confession. And if you haven't been in confession for 40 years, great. This is the new day. The Lord's mercy is new for you today. And um, and especially in Lent, it's that, that time when we get to receive his mercy ever more, um, even more profoundly. And so when we do fail, even in those little things or great things, um, the gift is we can always go and to receive a tangible grace of forgiveness, mercy, and healing, and to have the grace to, to take that next step the next day, actually. Mm-hmm. And it really is like a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And to know that you're not alone in it. I mean, we've talked to so many people and we've felt this way too of, I feel nervous to a confession or what is the priest going to think? Or um, it can become this really scary or fearful thing. And then you can even start to condemn yourself or feel shame about that. Like, well, if you were a better person, you wouldn't be feeling this way. Mm -hmm. And this is all right from the Mm -hmm. accuser. And I think primarily he, the accuser just works in the enemy just works in making you start to feel really alone. And I mean, so many people have talked to like, I just don't know if anyone else experiences this. And you want to say, mm-hmm. everyone Everybody, experiences this. Including handmaids. <laughs> <laughs> so to name it and say, this is, Sister, you brought it up earlier, beautiful thing of it is a spiritual battle. And so you're not alone in that. And the mercy that God has for you in that moment is so incredible. And that what we've experienced too as sisters, Dan, I know you've experienced too in the confessional of um, he, Jesus, wants to give us so much healing and mercy and to walk with us then and forgive us our sins. And so that is our encouragement indeed of you're not alone, however you feel, but don't let those feelings stop you from receiving his grace and his mercy. Great. Well, thank you so much, sisters. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. This was fun. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, Dan. Too. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome back anytime. Thank Great. you. Um, and I, th- I think next week we're going to have, um, st- I think, a couple different sisters um, yeah. join us. And we're actually going to be doing a, a question and answer. So uh, if you have any questions for handmaids. <laughs> Sister Trezmer and I will think if we have any questions for the other sisters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but if anyone listening has a question that they would like to ask uh, a sister, a handmaid, um, a couple ways you can submit your question. So one, you can if you see me, you can tell me, mm-hmm. <laughs> or else um, two, you can go onto our uh, Facebook and you can actually just um, you can message our Facebook account, which is just Catholic Duluth on Facebook, and uh, you can just send a message and you can ask a question through that. Or you can actually email me directly at uh, daniel.rhoda, so D-A-N-I-E-L dot R-H-O-D-A at DuluthCatholic.org. So um, our Facebook is Catholic Duluth. The email is Duluth Catholic because mm-hmm. it's not confusing at all. Um, <laughs> I get confused every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like every time I ha- like write down my email, I have to actually look it up to me double too. check. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, so yeah, uh, you can ask a question, um, and I'll try to get through all of them next week with the sisters that we have. Um, but thank you again so much for joining me and talking about Lent. I hope uh, I hope it was a, a good experience for you too and for everyone listening. Um, yeah, thank you for everybody listening. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you again next week. Thanks. <laughs>